0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez, and I have anchor guest from host of Beautiful Banter. Am I correct?
1: Yes, Beautiful Banter.
0: Okay, now real quick, talk a little bit about your podcast and uh, what you do for a living.
1: Okay, well, by trade, I work in the events industry and uh, I moonlight as a mental health advocate and blogger specifically I talk about mental health recovery um, I, was, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and anxiety about four years ago Okay, and it's been my mission to really talk about the stigma surrounding mental health and mental illness and, as well as mental health recovery um, okay. Because there's so many negative stereotypes surrounding mental illness and what it's like to live with a mental illness, but also what it's like um, to be in recovery. And I like to let people know that mental, you can, you, you can have a really great life despite having a mental health disorder. So that's where I come from, and that's what I talk about.
0: Okay. So um, tell me a little bit. You noticed you made a great point about like the stereotypes. Of, mm-hmm. of of people diagnosed with like a mental health disorder. Can you tell me a little bit about like what you experienced going through the whole process?
1: Okay. So before I was diagnosed, I was I was also one of the people, you know, who was who was really uneducated about, you know, what mental illness looked like. You know, when we think about movies and television shows and We think about people with mental illnesses as the people, you know, who, you know, walk down the street and talk Mm -hmm. to themselves and, you know, they're dirty, they're disheveled and, you know, they don't have it together. But, you know, that's completely a myth. A lot of people that, you know, have been diagnosed with a mental illness, they have families, they have jobs, they have careers, but they also have an illness that, you know, some of them are forthcoming with and they talk about and then some people aren't so forthcoming with and don't want to talk about because they don't want to be labeled as crazy or psycho or you know a, a whack job or you know just some of those other like really negative terms that people use when they're talking about people you know who have mental mental illnesses so I was one of those people who was uneducated and, and pretty much ignorant to what a mental illness was. So when I was diagnosed, I wasn't... It, it took a while for me to warm up to the mm-hmm. idea of having a mental illness because I didn't want people to, you know, think that I was crazy. And I didn't want that diagnosis to... um. I didn't want the diagnosis to overshadow
0: all the accomplishments mm-hmm. that I had made. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you're making you're making great points about, like, why people are sometimes just scared to get help, because, again, like, what you said, like, view, like, when you try and get help, like, people view you as, like, weak and they view you as, right. like, yeah, right. expe- yeah, trust me, I, I especially get it, especially as, like, a man, like, growing up, as, like, a man in society, like, we're always mm-hmm. talking to, like, hide your emotions and not mm-hmm.
1: you,
0: like how we feel and, exactly um, and yeah this is and this is going to lead to my next question perfectly okay now like now like what like how is it like um the you're obviously like diagnosed with uh bipolar um mm-hmm. like what happens um like in the mind that like that people that like get like bipolar disorder like what like how did you realize you had bipolar disorder <laughs>
1: Well, okay, so my partner I was with my partner for a long time, and um he noticed my change my severe changes in mood, so it would it would be severe changes in mood, so I was either really depressed, really severely depressed, and not just like because everybody gets sad and everybody gets depressed. Mm-hmm. but when you think about being sad. It was like times 200, like sad for days and weeks at a time, not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to do the normal things like take a shower, comb my hair or, you know, even put on nice clothes. So it was sad times 200 or I would be manic and so energetic and not feeling like I needed sleep or doing things that were really um. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the word? I can't think of the word, but just being just just not not needing sleep and doing things, just being really impulsive and not Mm -hmm. thinking things through and spending large amounts of money and just um, just not really having a care in the world, but doing Mm -hmm. things that were detrimental to my health and to my relationships. And things like that. So it never was like, I never was like on an even keel. I was either really up or really down. There was no in between.
0: Okay. And like, and, and like, again, like how you're like describing, I think I figured like the word that you're looking for, like, you feel like you're like on like top of the world and like you could like literally just like do anything.
1: Exactly. And, and then the flip side of it is really down and not wanting to do anything
0: yes and and i and i and i can definitely understand why like because um, i see a lot of similarities with my own mom as well and she mm-hmm. just recently got diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well mm-hmm. and like as you're describing i'm just thinking like how like she has extreme highs and extreme lows and how there's just no balance like, mm-hmm. like like in between now tell me a little bit about like the recovery process like how did you start like to recover from uh bipolar disorder
1: so for me you know i know everybody is different but i started you know getting tired of feeling you know really high and then feeling really low it it it, Mm -hmm. it makes me it made me physically tired to go through those bouts of Mm -hmm. mania and then bouts of depression um And for years, I had either I would go to a psychiatrist, excuse me, I would go to a psychiatrist and then I would stop. But then I got to a point where I had to say to myself, like, I really need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So about two years ago, I said, I have to really take this seriously. And that meant finding a therapist that would be able to work with me on a consistent basis as well as finding a psychiatrist that I would be able to work with and who would be able to prescribe medication that would work for me. Mm -hmm. So that was really the beginning of it. Um, And what I talk about on my podcast and even on my social media, recovery to me means a whole lifestyle change. It's just the beginning when you find a healthcare team that can look after you. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Recovery is a whole, you know, lifestyle overhaul. It's the people that you surround yourself with. It's knowing what your triggers are. It's self-care. It's um, doing things that you enjoy doing. So it's more than just, you know, taking a pill and calling it in the day. It's, it's, it's a whole lifestyle overhaul
0: okay yeah, and and yeah, and like again i completely agree with you in terms of like the lifestyle overhaul mm-hmm, now like mm-hmm. yeah, now like when someone's going through like recovery pro like the recovery process like mm-hmm. what are like the first steps that they should take in terms uh, to get like this whole lifestyle change because obviously we know like one of human tendencies is to constantly just you get used to repetition and you're just you right just so used to just doing something over and over and over again so, like, what's like the first steps to like changing like your lifestyle?
1: I think the first step in the recovery process is admitting that you want to make a change. I always tell like my followers and the people, you know, uh, when I'm like doing videos and talking and stuff, I say the first step in the recovery process is making a decision because you have to. Like basically have it in your mind that you want to make a change. Once you have it in your mind that you're going to make a change, then you're able to start to put a plan together and say, okay, I want to make a change. Now let's, let's move from there. Because if you don't have it in your mind that changes need to be made, it's going to be to move ahead and make those changes. So you first have to kind of get real with yourself and Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself that changes need to be made. And people, it really has to come from you. Mm -hmm. It really has to come from you. You almost have to kind of get tired of, you know, going up, going down and living a certain way. You almost have to really get tired of, some of the things that are going on now I know it's an illness but there's always things that you can do to make it more manageable and more bearable so it really starts with yourself
0: okay now now we're going to transition a little bit now you said you started it says it starts with yourself you also made a great point with like mm-hmm. the people you surround yourself with how important is it yes. to surround yourself with the right people in order to have change in your lifestyle
1: It's so important. It is so important because because it's a mental illness. You have to consistently, you know, be consuming positive things and positive information. So if you have negative people in your circle, that's not going to really help you. So if you... And they also may be triggers for you and you not realize it. Mm -hmm. So... I also have anxiety so when I started um, looking at some of the relationships with people in my life and realized that some of them were triggers for me I had to change the way I dealt with them so I may not have cut them off but you know maybe if I spoke to this person seven days a week maybe I only spoke to them three days a week or two days a week. Mm -hmm. And then I started to notice that I felt better about myself. So when I started feeling better about myself, I noticed that, you know, my symptoms weren't, you know, coming appearing appearance so much. So that's really important is to assess your relationships so that you can feel better and so that your symptoms aren't appearing as much. So that's so important. Because you also need people who are going to educate themselves about your illness, and they can assist you as well.
0: All right, and now this is pretty much like my last like question that I really have about mental health, and then we'll transition a little bit to sports. I know you live in okay. uh, in Jersey, so I'm kind of curious in there, like what like what teams you follow. But um, I, I realize I, <laughs> just like a little side, but, you know, you gotta have a little fun. You know, okay. On the okay. Podcast, you know? <laughs> but um obviously um like my last question is like finding like the right like psychiatrist or like psychologist this has been like a common like thing I realized with my mom because my mom went through probably at least like five to like eight different like therapists psychologists like what's like like how do you know like you find like the right like the right therapist or the right psychologist for you to help you grow as a person
1: you know what finding the right psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist is like dating. And that it, I really feel like that because I've gone I've gone through several psychiatrists and psychologists as well. It's like dating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you, you go out on a couple first dates <laughs> and then <laughs> I get it. <laughs> once you once you see this one, you know, and you have a first date with this one, you're like, oh, I don't think this one's going to work out. And then, you know, you, you see another one, you're like, oh, OK, you know, I, I kind of like this person. I'm going to, you know, go see him a second time. It really is like that, in my opinion, because they are still people and they do have personalities. Aside from the fact that they are trained, you know, to help us, but their personalities do play a part
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in helping us. So for a while, I was so stuck on, oh, you know, this and can help me, but I never really um, I really took into consideration that their personality just may not click with mine, and that's why I feel like I wasn't getting the results that I needed because I wasn't considering the fact that maybe we just don't mesh well together.
0: You made some great points about like finding like the right therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist. It's all about like, it's like, it's like a dating process. And you made a very good point with that. But uh, would you like to do some sports talk?
1: Okay, don't hurt me too bad. (laughs) Oh no, I'm
0: not gonna hurt you too bad. Now, now you said you're from Jersey. Are you from Northern Mm -hmm. Jersey or Southern Jersey? I'm from Northern Jersey. Okay, so so you so what so so what are you so what are my fault? So what are some of your favorite teams?
1: Um, let's see. Now, when I used to follow sports, it was a long time ago. That's when my son played sports. But you know what? I I was a big basketball fan.
0: Okay, so you like the Knicks?
1: Not so much. I don't... No, not so much. You know what? I'm not one of those people that are like... And I'll probably... <laughs> this is probably going to so sound, sound so bad. But, like, I'm not, like, one of those, like, diehard, like, you know... I'm from New York, New Jersey area. So, like, I'm, like, a diehard Knicks fan or, like, a Nets fan or, like, you know, okay. like a Giant or Jets fan
0: <laughs> like what alright now now, <laughs> now, like... now. <laughs> now, what was, now what was your squad there when you did follow basketball
1: you know I was a big LeBron fan now okay. I find it so sad <laughs> what's going on now that like he's at the Lakers and <laughs> no playoff for him yeah yeah it's the first time it, he's it not in the so playoffs sad. it's so sad I know yeah. It's really sad.
0: <laughs> but um now, now obviously you're a big LeBron fan now. What team did you love most? Like, did you love Miami LeBron? Did you love Cleveland LeBron? Or or do you like LA LeBron now? Like out of all three teams LeBron was with, what LeBron did you love the most?
1: I liked Cleveland LeBron. But when he was with Miami, I just liked LeBron.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not lie. When when he was in Miami, like that was LeBron in his prime, like
1: right, exactly with with D Wade and Chris Bosh. Exactly, exactly. They they kind of had it going on, but then when he was in um, Cleveland, like he started out there. You're so, right. it, I'm kind of torn, but I like him though. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Now, now, do you like any other basketball players besides LeBron? Um,
1: hmm. I'm an old head.
0: <laughs> That's all good. I, I trust me. I know, I know some. I knew, I knew some old school basketball too.
1: Like who? Let um, some, how, some me...
0: old school guys. Obviously, you can go MJ. You can go Magic. You can go. um mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay. You can go
0: AI. You can go. Um, you can go so many directions. Oh Jack, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Penny Hardaway. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, Kenny Hardaway. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, no,
0: he he. like he's one of those like cases where if he did not get injured, like
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: like him, like Tracy McGrady, like if, if they didn't get injured, just like, wow, like their careers, who knows what would have happened if they didn't get injured. Sort of like how like D like D Rose is like the equivalent of them, like Derrick Rose won an MVP. And then. Uh huh. And then he tears both his knees, and now he's a completely like different player. Like it's just all like the what ifs. But um,
1: I know, isn't that isn't that so terrible? Like, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you know, you they they go through all of this, you know, all of this hard work and everything, and like an injury could like totally like take you out. It's You're like, right. oh man. <laughs>
0: Now now have you ever been to Madison Square Garden and watched like a Knicks game or have you ever like seen LeBron play?
1: I've never seen a game in the garden. I've been to the garden many times, but I've okay. never seen like I'm like a TV basketball watcher. Okay. I'm not I'm not big on like big crowds. <laughs>
0: All right, because I'm, I'm kind of curious, because, I'm decide, because I really want to go to the, I, want, I really want to go to Madison Square Garden someday. Like, how is, like, that whole stadium? Like, yeah. I'm...
1: Madison Square Garden, like, if that's one of the things that you want to do, I think you should do it. It's really awesome to, like, it's crazy to see it in person. So, if that's, like, one of the things on your bucket list, I think you should go ahead and go and do it at least one time. Okay. I've I've been past Madison Square Garden so many times because I'm like literally right across the border from the garden and I could just hop on the train. But if that's something that you want to go and experience, I think you should do it at least
0: one time. Oh, so you can take the train to Madison Square Garden? Like there's, there's like a whole entrance into Madison Square Garden?
1: Yeah. So Penn Station, Penn Station, New York, you literally can. It's like connected to Madison Square Garden. Okay. Yeah, so I think that you should definitely try it at least one time.
0: Okay, I will. But um, but obviously, again, thank you for coming out, speaking mental health, and uh, what I thank have you all, so much. Of course. Now, before before you before we hang up, I have mm-hmm. two things. So, obviously, I have all my guests come on the show. They got to give me their best swoop impersonation. That's one. Do, and then also um talk about your podcast and what do you talk about again. And then uh, we'll wrap everything up. So give me a swoop and uh, talk about your podcast and then we'll hang up.
1: So you want me to just go say, you want me to just say swoop? <laughs> yep,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, That was good. <laughs> that was good.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Um, of course. Um, You gave me a really good laugh today. I enjoyed that. Of this. course. Um, of course,
0: you got to have fun recording a podcast. Exactly. So that's what you want,
1: exactly. No, that was really good. So um, my podcast, Beautiful Banter, I share my experiences and stories about my mental health journey and my my
0: journey through mental health recovery. Okay. Now, now tell, tell a little bit about like, uh, where, where can uh, viewers uh, find your podcast other than Anchor?
1: it is on iTunes and i think it's on okay. Google Pod, Google Play or Google Podcast but you could definitely find it on iTunes, you can find it on Anchor and you can find
0: it on Spotify also for sure. All right again, thank you for coming on. I had a great time and thank stay safe out there. In Jersey.
1: Thank you you too and i hope it gets warm soon so you can enjoy the weather.
0: Of course, same for you. Um, If you want me to ever come on your podcast as well, I'm all ears. I, I, I can talk to you
1: You know what? Soon. Absolutely. Definitely. I would love that. So I'll reach out to you for that because I would absolutely okay.
0: love that. All right. Okay. All right. But be safe out there, all right? Have a good Thank one. Thank
1: you. You too. Take care.